legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Sometimes I like to come down to the park in the off season, you know, and uh, get some reps in. I like to do a little training, I like take my shot, work on my wrist shot, work on my slap shot, uh, you know, work on my checking. Basic hockey, eh? You know, and it's not too cold and uh, there's no lot of many people around. I like to wear my helmet in case there's any baseballs or, uh, you know, errant objects that might hit me while I'm in the arena. But, you know, it's uh, for the most part, it's pretty peaceful. Sometimes I, I bring my book with and I, I kind of read in between periods. Turf looks pretty good inside the boards. Pain isn't out yet, but I can make do without it. Oh, perfect weather out, eh? Might be a storm coming in here. I'd like to get, you know, a little practice in while I can before it starts getting wet. Good time, eh? Hey, bud. Oh, hey. What's, saying, eh? What's going on, guy? How's it going? You look kind of sweaty. <sighs> Just get out of yoga class or something? Just got done with a little hockey practice. Get the rollerblades out, uh, go down to the park, uh, pass the puck around, work on checking, stuff like that. Well, it looks like you could use a drink. Oh yeah, my Mickey's dry, eh? A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast, coming out of Denver, Colorado, and St. Paul, Minnesota, and broadcasting around the world. And that includes Canada, eh? Keep your stick on the ice, bitches.
Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I am joined with the strained Baco. How are you, sir? I am well. How is How are things out there in uh, Denver? Did you guys get a, a shit ton of snow like we did a couple days ago? It got balls cold, and then this morning, I, I uh, when I finally woke up, I saw that there was snow all over the ground. So th- that's a surprise. This is our first, uh, well, it's actually our second snow of the year. Okay. You know, yeah. it comes and goes up there in the Mile High City. Uh, it really does. The Windy City, I'm sorry. Uh, Denver, Colorado, uh, the Windy City. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, well, and I also saw you got your house decorations up. Uh, you're all ready uh, for Halloween. That looks nice. Well done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why I, uh, I may have stayed up too late last night doing that. What say you? you? You making me look bad. Amy's like, look at this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> get out there. You do something more. It's than- all about the angles. It's the same shit I've had last year, just different lighting and angles. Just- <laughs> Seriously, it is. But anyway. Well, um, uh, we, we have a special guest joining us today. Uh, something a little, little different out of the blue. Um, uh, yeah. I guess so let's just bring him in right now. Bud Berge. Uh, Bud. Uh, Bud and I go way back. Uh, I've known him. Basically, he's one of the, one of the earlier people I became friends with in the Twin Cities. So about twenty five years I've known him. Um, a little history. He shot the first two Jesus Chrysler videos. Uh, nice. Shot and edited. Um, so th- that's why they, they look fucking sweet. But yeah, he's got a product on here. He's, he's doing a, um, a, a, a little web series. That uh, that's the proper term. Okay. Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit as we get into it. But. Uh, Bud, Elsie, Elsie, Bud. Nice to meet you. Thanks for Good having me. Good morning to you. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for making the pilgrimage and the uh, the early. I hope you had plenty of extra coffee. Plenty. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he's Co- got his little uh, the snifter here too. The little uh... coffee with fireball additive. That's the Canadian blend. Yeah. Oh, so so we are actually drinking this morning. <laughs> Bud is. I uh, I have to drive Amy to work in a couple hours. I got to. Take <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay. That's good. I like it. I don't have much. I just have a paper route. That's all. <laughs> that's fair. I'm glad you have a flask because that's a true sign of a, a, a someone with a problem. I think whenever you downsize and go to something you can actually hide on your person at all times, like a little like it's like a go bag for liquor. Exactly. So. <laughs> you really like that term go bag, man. I do. I love go bag. Well, hey, since I I, I got I have a question for you, but since we got Bud here, I'll throw it to him too. Um, have either of you guys ever had to take a shit so bad that you you couldn't take the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of why why the stairs would matter in, in, in you know, or, like, or just moving. Well, I, walking down steps if you have to poop real bad. I mean, like oh, okay, so you're going down. Yeah, I, I was down basically there. Yeah, the backstory is, man, I was at Menards. And I was on the second floor, and I and, and the, the urge hit, but it was not like one of those like you're going to be needing the restroom at some point in the next hour. It was like you need one right now. I hear what you're saying. Just for for other people out there, Menards is Midwest for a Home Depot. Not everybody has Menards. Save big money at. <laughs> <laughs> well, their bathroom was on the main floor, and I was up there by lighting. And I had, at this point, I had had like uh, a basket full of shit. So it wasn't even like I could even just go to the bathroom. I'd have to set this down somewhere or pay for my stuff. Yeah, and I, the stairs were the closest thing, but I was like, nope, not risking it. Too risky. So then what did you... Elevator. But the okay. elevator was meant a long, much longer walk, basically to the back of the store, which is not where the bathrooms are. So then I it extended my actual walking time, but it allowed me... To safely procure the proper uh, 
um, environment to, and also, you know, prevented me from maybe needing to change clothes. Um, I, I got to tell you the most impressive part of the story is that there's an elevator at Menards because I've never been to, there's no Home Depot I've been to has an elevator or stairs. So that's a, that's a hell of a place. That's huge. My God. Impressive. <laughs> He's more impressed with that. <laughs> I really am. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to imagine that you I, I, just going to. I can't imagine somebody going to a Home Depot and somebody saying that's on floor two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, that's where all the windows no, are. No, but but no. I've I've. Uh, there's definitely been some. I'm trying to think of uh, some moves you do to flex the uh, the area down there to keep it keep keep it from expanding and thing and things like that. But but. But but I can't think of a stairs being part of it. But there's definitely been some things where you're like, you don't want to cough, right? Right. Or, or what about you, bud? After a nice, uh, uh, after like after your tenth flask, is there any kind of 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 of, of moves you do? Yeah, I think just kind of you know flexing the abdomen a little bit, like a, doing a stomach crunch, kind of keep it all together. Okay, excellent. I like it. Risky going in the elevator though, because uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, you get stuck you it in there. The door opens up. Yeah. There's no other culprit. If you're on the stairs, you're yeah, on the move. Even, you can kind of run away. What if the elevator stops halfway up and you have to use that emergency phone and everything like that? And they finally get to you and you shit your pants? <laughs> yeah. That's a hole. That's tragic. I've definitely had to go this bad and quick before, but I don't know that, that I've had to factor in whether or not stairs were going to work. Oh, they do have one thing. They have a long conveyor that you can take, but it goes really slow. And that was like, it was either that or the elevator. So if I did that, I could just stand still, but it takes about 60 seconds to get from the floor one to floor two. And I was just like, no, I need something a little more immediate. Now, at Menards, unlike uh, Home Depot, they do have toilet paper and paper towels there. So you you (laughs) could just aim, aim yourself towards that aisle at least. Uh, you know, I know you mentioned I was near the paper products. <laughs> Maybe I just found a dark corner and took care of it. Yeah, I, I could just imagine if you if you're gonna shart shart yourself, uh, you know, Menards. Uh, I don't know. At least it's somewhat manly a place to do it. You know, it's not like you're at Bed Bath and Beyond or Hobby Lobby. Sure, you're, you've been on a, on a, a bad mission for that. Nothing manlier than a good shart <laughs> <laughs> and not caring. Just like go, keep going. You know what I mean. Uh, you go to Walmart if you want to fit in, Charlie. <laughs> Here's the thing: I don't actually really have the whole thing where uh, I gotta have an issue uh, in the uh, the number two, but I have like an old man number one tank where I, it all of a sudden just goes. <clears throat> I gotta go. There's no brick in the seal. The seal is always broken for me. Okay, so when I so so when I need to go like on a road trip. Um, uh, here's a tip for you people. Now I'm sure you've been there at some point, you know, and you need to go and you're stuck in traffic and there's nowhere to go. Yes. Oh no? yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you're looking at first off, you're looking around for Gatorade bottles and things <laughs> like that inside the, uh, we all know they're beer bottles. Okay, okay, thank you. Or, and then, and then for you, bud, you're thinking, flask can I aim handy. it perfectly into the flask yep. and everything like that. Funnels and, and, help. And, yes, exactly. Um, uh, and you're like, yeah, for me, it's you know, you, you, you're, you're hoping there's some wide mouth bottles in there. Hmm. Anyway, um, but uh, Mickey's that's just that's just my fantasy. Um, but but for me, it's okay. Here's the here's the here's the thing. People are crowded. You know, you can't just go out of your car and pull off the side of the car and take a whiz. What you have to do is you have to think 
what do you see people doing on the side of the road a lot of times? That is, they're changing tires. So next time you got to take a piss, you just go <laughs> on the side. You go on the side of the car. You unzip your 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 pants. You get on one knee. And yet, you start pretending you're playing with a tire, and you got your hand <laughs> over here, and you whiz, and nobody can see it, except there's just a pool of urine going be- cascading between your legs. I was just going to ask, you. how do you stay out of the, the, the... That's the problem, is that is it usually when this happens, you're on a hill. Yeah. So it's, it's, At least a little so bit of a slope, some kind so, of grade. So, you, so, so remember to do the front tire... <laughs> Because by the time you're done, it will be past it will be past the back of the mm. car. So, oh yeah! Oh, I got you. Get it going that direction. Yes. So my point is, when we're on family trips, they say Daddy's got to change the tire, and the kids <laughs> go down there. And and for a while, they didn't see that. Then lately, their Dad's my, my son's like, "What the hell are you doing down there?" Like that, he'll just see me peeing there, and I'm like, "That's the tip. You got a piece on. You come out here and you change the tire." Right on. Uh, and now, if you recall. If if you have that that uh, quick of a seal break, I don't know if you remember the the tale of the, the Minnesota State Fair, but you want to be with me. It sounds like if you ever go, because I know where all the nearest bathrooms are. Oh, absolutely! I need like a basically when I go into a place, I don't care about anything else except where are the bathrooms. That's where I need to go. <laughs> uh, I don't care about it's like exits for a, if you're a fire marshal, Bill. Yeah, I think um, uh, it's a not a well-kept secret that I'm similar to the same way because literally almost anywhere, even if it's somewhere that I've never been before, Amy's like, where's the bathroom, honey? She needs to, like, uh, like Jade needs to go to the bathroom. Where is it? Like, how do you know that I know? It's like, you always know where the bathroom is. At this point, Bud's like, I thought this was a music show. Well, <laughs> you know, I have a story. It involves a Pringles can. <laughs> Uh, you're 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 definitely gonna fit in here. No, that's did, the wide uh, mouth I'm talking about. I did my college days. I had a, a roommate. I woke up in the middle of the night. And I had to desperately get to the bathroom. Uh, ran down the hallway, grabbed the someone was obviously in there. It was <laughs> locked, and I was like, "Shit, I gotta go bad, and I need a toilet. I can't just go take a leak somewhere." So I started looking around on the floor for things that I could go in. Right. And the only thing I saw was a <laughs> Pringles can. <laughs> Full or empty? I picked it up, yeah, it and I'm Pringles like, can this work? And then just as I was getting ready to see for myself, I heard the door unlock, and my roommate came out and threw the can, can down and ran in. But I always wonder, what if? How would that have turned out? Yeah. Oh, so what if? I yeah. think that, that would have been good. I'm actually going to look up the uh, so Pringles the can Max. might be helpful to have. Keep those on standby. Mm. You never know. Any doesn't matter what flavor. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's five and a half. Well, you probably I mean, want to dump out the contents first, though. Mm. You don't want to pile it on top. Of I got to tell you, I think it's going to work. It looks like it's <laughs> it's. First off, I'm looking at the stats here, and it's 10.5 inches long. So there you unless go. you're. Uh, John Holmes, you should at least get a good fit. <laughs> at least long enough to wait for the bathroom to open up. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, that, my my issue was number one. two, though. That's what I was thinking of using it for. Oh, I didn't. I didn't have a number one problem. I had a wait, number two problem. That story. That's that story why, got a lot more disgusting. That's why, <laughs> that, that's th- why I couldn't I'm, settle I'm for the, any other uh, alternative. I had to contain it. So still it need like, pretty wow. good good aim, though. <laughs> you need really good aim. That's why. <laughs> no, I. That's why I, I was wondering what if, it. how would that have turned out? This is the cobras. This is a cobra hack, like I've never heard. Get. <laughs> 
Go eat a bunch of Pringles. Have a couple cans in the car because that is going to serve. That's multi-purpose. Plus, it has a nice seal on the top. You can take a huge dump inside this that's can, true. or you can fill it up. It's like it's like at least twelve ounces of space, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, the right sealed on. up cap. Bud, really, yep. Thank you very much. I actually think I know what we're going to sell on the site now. <laughs> uh, I have to think of a name can, for it. You can even change the tire on it too now. <laughs> yeah, listen. To that. You got you got a snack. You got a place to shit in and piss in with a seal. It's officially a hit, Loose. Two Pick Zero has a couple episodes <laughs> out now. Uh, almost two minutes of content each. Uh, yeah. um, uh, I understand. Uh, we're going to actually just kind of start uh, incorporating that into the show periodically. Uh, uh, well, first of all, how has, how has the response been on your end? Has it been uh, uh, positive? Uh, any any artists complain about picking zero songs of theirs? <laughs> no, but... Um, the the yeah, fish didn't those... contact you and say, why didn't Baco pick more than zero? Who the fish or was it Radiohead that I did? I did oh, Radiohead. It, it wasn't. No, it wasn't the fish. It was. It was the Radiohead. Yeah, that, the Radiohead. Uh, and ne- neither of them were upset. But okay. but yeah, I mean, two pick zero. I got to tell you, it's uh, it's been it's been, you know, great response and things like that. And it just goes that the that that the pleasures of the internet is things that you really don't put effort into become a hit. You know what I mean? Those are the things that that's people, right up it, your alley. No effort. It yeah. really is. Yes. So, so you know, all those things that we spent hours and hours editing. Uh, not as many. You know, people aren't interested. It, it, listen, two pick zero is like. Imagine you're one day. You're like, I'd like to listen to a podcast, but I only have two minutes. Boom. That's your. That's your answer for you. So, but we decided that uh, until I completely beat this joke into the ground, that we'll just feature it occasionally on the shows themselves. What do we you? have? Do we have one today? I'm all for it. We do. We do. We have, uh, and we have a special guest that you'll you'll meet in just a moment. So here's two pick zero. Hey everybody, this is LC, and you're listening to two pick zero. Ease back and enjoy. I don't have a friend. <laughs> there is no need for self-love. <laughs> you motherfucker. 
Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, baby. I get on top of her and I start fucking her. Oh, yeah. She's big as hell. <laughs> this is Bananas. Which, 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 what? Which, which do you want? Bananas. Chuck Khan. This week, we have special guest Chris Sinzak of Decibel Geek. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for asking. What band would you like to discuss today? I want to talk about Insane Clown Posse. Oh, you mean you mean Kiss for people with head injuries? I thought that was Kiss fans. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> Excuse me as I take a, a drip of my Fago. I worked with a guy at a restaurant that was a juggalo. He had a tattoo on his arm of the running clown with the hatchet. Did you know to get to, to receive unemployment, all you have to do is show that, uh, that tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, my phone is at 1%. Actually, it's at zero. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed two Pick Zero. Tune in next week. When we pick zero songs again. I'm going to say flat out that that one's a little unfair because I don't think Insane Clown Posse fans can even name one Insane Clown Posse song. <laughs> they just like the they just like the culture, huh? Yeah. Uh, did uh, Insane Clown Posse ever tour with Rush, bud? Uh, not that I know of. Mm. A lot of juggalos <laughs> in the parking lot at that. Can you imagine? <laughs> Is <laughs> the, the difference of, of fandom between between Insane Clown Posse and Rush? It's like some some spectrum of intelligence and stuff like that. There's people that can't even. Wow, uh, there's definitely people that have a Pringles can with them. <laughs> At least with, one with their Fago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who is? Do you think the Rush fans are better? You know, preppers, so they have the Pringles cans. Or? <laughs> yeah. mm. I think so. I like I, to think so. Maybe, you know, because the, the, the Juggalos love those two liters of Fago Pop. Maybe the, oh. it's because they need to f- keep those on hand to piss all the time. Yeah, they, they use Fago. The Fago oh, that, and Pringles tour. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> doesn't Fago do three liter bottles too? Are they the one of the, there's one of those pops that like kind of the generic ones that they'll, they'll, they add an extra liter, man. Yeah, piss, pissing in a jug, the way of the road. Way of the road. Uh, that's a trailer park, bo- bar- trailer park boys reference. But <laughs> well, let, let's talk a little bit about what uh, uh, Bud's here to, to get into a little bit. Is that all right? Absolutely, please. You know, uh, it's it, it's uh, we, we call it. Well, we call it. He calls it SIP TV. SIP stands for um, shelter in place. Uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you start by basically by telling you why, how you came about in this, and like what, what? Just describe the whole fucking show, man. All right, yeah. Uh, so, I run this little sketch comedy show. I'm the star. I'm uh, many characters. I'm the editor, director, distributor. It's really a one man show. Uh, it's called SIP TV. That stands for Shelter in Place Television. Uh, came about. I built a garage bar in my garage and we had the shelter in place order happened and these two kind of coincided and I thought to myself well I'm at home I should do some sort of telecasting out of this garage bar maybe uh not quite sure what I knew the idea was there and over time uh my dad recently passed and I inherited this uh kick-ass leather jacket from his undercover cop days nice and, uh, wow. and and my mom had this wig she wanted to get rid of, and so this character 
was spawned on the spot. Uh, you know, I was like, well, I got a character now. And I have this Lowenbrow beer sign hanging up in my garage bar. So I'm like, well, there's the name. What's his first name? And I thought about, you know, this guy could be French-Canadian, maybe. Maybe his name is Guy, but it's spelled Guy, kind of like Guy Lafontaine. Anyways, um, a big... <laughs> Long story short, I had this idea about shelter-in-place television, and this character could be kind of the main star, so to speak. And so it's really this character, Guy Lowenbrow, and Bud, the proprietor of the garage bar, who has been ordered to shelter-in-place. So Bud cannot leave the garage, but Guy can. He comes and goes. So he very well may be this made-up character of Bud's that is able to leave and go do adventures and Bud can vicariously live through this other made-up character. All right. That, by the way, what you just described is more thought than we ever put into this it's, entire it's show. It's kind of like years. David Lynch meets Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Way of the road, boys. I was thinking a little like bit it. of, a, uh, I don't know if Inception's the movie I'm thinking of. Uh, no, what's that Cusack movie? Uh, oh, uh, John... Being John Belkovich? No, uh, the the one where he's a limo driver, and then it turns out he's everybody in the movie. Sorry, I just ruined it. Uh, <sighs> oh, is it a horror movie? Kind of? Yeah, kind of. It's got uh, Tracy Lords in it, I think. Uh, or is good that Lord, the... I'm sold. I don't remember this one. Can't think of it at all. It's really good. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, you guys talk. I'm going to look that up. Okay. Well, that's so you got the. Um... So yeah. So I've got a. Uh, I I shot eight episodes in eight weeks. I came up with the idea. Film the episode, edit it, get it out, got it out. Sorry, in uh, sure. in eight eight weeks, two months time. I think that's pretty productive. Mm -hmm. So then I ended it, took a break, and thought about how can I make season two? How can I make it more engaging? How can I have a bigger story arc? Uh, try to kind of promote it more. So here I am. Thanks for having me on your show. Just uh, it's kind of do-it-yourself television and just trying yeah. to gain interest or following from anyone who uh, is into that sort of stuff. It's really fun. I have fun with it. It's more sketch comedy kind of type stuff that I do all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as I'm entertaining myself, I, I, I'm winning, I guess. Uh, I think the yeah. editing is actually really impressive. It's, you know, yeah, it, it comes across really slick. Um, uh, the movie, by the way, is called Identity and all apologies to, to Rebecca De Mornay. It is not Tracy Lords in the movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> oh my god! That's that's. I do remember Identity, and it is a good movie. And then the Tracy Lords oh, thing threw me off yeah. big, big time. Yeah, that's like, my fault. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned right. the editing. So there is a lot of scenes where it's it's just me, right? Mm -hmm. But it's me having a conversation with other character me. So I do a lot of yep. split screening and layering and things like that that are. Pretty well thought out, I like to think. Yeah, it's enjoyable. And how, how long are these episodes typically? Oh, they're pretty digestible. I, I try not to exceed four minutes, uh, maybe as small as two minutes, uh, trying to be thoughtful of people's time, you know, scrolling around the Internet, checking in. So um, not too big of a time investment to get a cheap laugh or two. Yeah. No, it's cool. I, I watched that the production is uh, is really well done. Like, like, But you have a, like an extra person there like interviewing at the bar too, right? Like a friend or something like that, or no? Yeah, occasionally I have an outside character. I think my mom's in an episode, and then uh, I'll have a friend show up every now and then. So it's just not all me, but 
for the most part, it's me and, and Bud and the characters that Bud has created. Uh, the way I see this going is that eventually uh, we find out that uh, Bud Berge is actually uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, but he just was the, the assassination never really took place. He's been alive this whole time. Could very well be a quantum leap type element there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Uh. I'm sure that's no, uh, inspiration that's buried deep in my subconscious somewhere. When do we get a female lead? <laughs> oh, how much time? How much money you got, buddy? See, your proof, though, that, that this is what what we said is like, you know, sheltering in place and being, you know, at home all the time leads to creativity and things like that. Yeah. So if you can put together this whole web series of editing and different characters and things like that, then God damn it, we should get some great fucking music from the artists we, we love, right, man? Come on. Isn't it satisfying putting this together on your end when you're in this situation? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's uh, no one else to answer to. My, the schedule is my own. Um, ideas are my own. It's All you do is just kind of sit around and think about what's the next step, uh, what's the next idea. So it's really fun. And where can people find it, I guess? Let's uh, get that information out there. Well, go to my YouTube channel, SIP TV. It's S-I-P Star TV. You should, uh, all the episodes are loaded or located there. Season one is done. Season two is, first episode was last week, and my next episode will be Tuesday. I released new episodes Tuesday nights at 7.45 p.m. You can also follow the page on Facebook. Right on. Uh, we'll put those show links in the those, those links in the show notes, so people listening can just find it easily too. But uh, uh, when are you going to have me and LC on an, on an episode? I guess whenever you want. You got the <laughs> idea. I, I love collaborating. It's can just, we do it via Skype? I'll yeah, be over we, there. I'll hold the computer, and it'll I'll just be that, LC it like in my stomach. That totally fits the shelter in place vibe. So yeah, let's go for it. I like it. Yeah, let's do it, man. I think that'd be uh, all right. Th- th- you'll definitely get an extra two viewers. <laughs> Season two, you got a spot. That's right. Uh, probably just one extra because I already watched. But uh. <laughs> probably, probably more more than that. If I because I'll probably watch myself over and over again. Oh, different, well, different, yeah. different 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 IP addresses and locations. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me see your phone. I gotta watch something. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you gotta see this. It's the greatest show because I'm on it. That is There was a story involving my, my esteemed uh, uh, filmmaker here, Bud Berge, the, from early in our, uh, our friendship um, that I thought that the listener might en- listeners might enjoy. Uh, the, sure. e- the evening, uh, this was back when uh, um, I had season tickets with Bud's roommate for the Vikings. And so 
preseason games aren't exactly a must-see thing, so uh, I can't remember what the reason was that he couldn't go, but it ended up being me and Bud taking a cab down to the Metrodome, and we watched, I think, about the first quarter before we left for Augie's, uh, a notorious strip club downtown Minneapolis, but uh, this is not a place, uh, how would you describe Augie's? You don't go to Augie's to really... Look at the girls, you know. <laughs> music, music on tape cassette, I believe, yeah. and then plywood wow. bars. Yeah, metal detector walking through. <laughs> yeah, my kind of place, man. Um, but uh, I, anyway, we we had a couple beers there, and we headed back to St. Paul. Uh, there's there's a bar there that uh, like I've seen like since we you and I have been doing the show. I, I saw Corey Taylor there, so the Glorious Suns there. Um, uh, you know, my band has played there, so it's kind of a mix, kind of that uh, about a 300, 400 people kind of seat venue. It's it's super old. It's got still got like a, a 90s, 1920s decor, but it's called the Turf Club. And there was a we went we walked. It's, it's within walking distance of where you lived at the time, so we just. Uh, we had the, took the cab back to his house. We walked up to the turf club, and um, basically there was a band playing, and we went downstairs to the bar down there, and, and you can still hear the band in the downstairs area, right? So apparently we were irritating some people because we were talking too loud, and even though there, we had to talk loud because of the band, we must have been, like, next level because... I mean, we're, we're a couple of loud-mouthed individuals right. to begin with. We've had to, well, we had the cops called on us when we had fantasy football draft in my backyard. True. Because <laughs> you and I were talking too loud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whenever we get together, we seem to try to out-shout talk each other. And alcohol always helps. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember how they, they approached us, and they're like, you guys are going to have to go. You're too loud. And, like, there's I a fucking we had band. Multiple, we had multiple complaints from the tables around us, I think, was the way that he framed it. It could have been the topic. I don't remember what we were talking I, about. I, I, but. On a side thing, like, I'm a loud guy, too, obviously. But, the, but man, there is – if you guys were that loud with a band – in yeah. there, something like that. You guys were, you guys were loud and oh, obnoxious yeah. because there is nothing worse than when you're like with some people and all you hear is every inane bit of a conversation yeah. from somebody like nine tables down. You're like, how do these people not know how fucking annoying they are? Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we yeah, fought we it. Know. I think we well, we yeah, knew well. We, did, right. we were <laughs> like, we were loud as fuck. Like, yeah, good thing right, they got well, us we'll out of there. Uh, we were. <laughs> At this point, I mean, I'm leaving out a lot of hours. I mean, we we were drinking. It was like noon, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it'd be funny if you see the if if there's a direct proportion between blood alcohol level yeah. and volume. Oh, there definitely the exact, is with the two of us. No, for the sure. exact same. There's uh, definitely a chart. But but we were drinking before the Viking game. We drank at the Viking game. We drank at the yeah. tit bar. So we're pretty well at this point. We just wanted to eat, and we also wanted to be responsible. So there's a Taco Bell right around the corner, and we walked up there. Um, but it was drive-through only at this point. We're standing in the drive-through, and there's a guy who's, by the way, not affected by us. Uh, the, 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 when we do get to the drive-through, they refuse to service because we're not in a car, and we're uh, we're making the argument we're hammered. You want us to go drive, get home, get our car, and come back? And like, then a guy who's getting his food starts picking a fight with us. He he kind of pulls out. We're we're basically we're not getting Taco Bell, so we're leaving, and he zips out and pulls out in front of us. I, I do have a question though. When you're doing the the walk through drive through thing, is there a car in front of you and behind you? Nope. Correct, just behind us. I think. At well, that the, point. oh, by just, that point, yeah. yeah. I mean, at first we're the we're basically taking the spot of the last car. Then another car comes, and we it was it was maybe a couple cars before we were up to the ordering booth. I'm but, just getting the visual. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 
Anyway, uh, we're thinking we're about to either get our ass kicked or get in some kind of fight with some kind of meathead when a cop pulls up and that guy takes off. So I'm pretty sure he was hammered as well because he was just shouting at us. I was just like, what the fuck do you care, man? Like, we're just trying to get some tacos. The cop targets me and Bud. Neither one of us were like... I don't know, too belligerent with him, but you ended up in the backseat of the car, and I was like, what are you doing? And then he basically like threatened to throw cuff me, too. So I'm standing on the sidewalk. I have no idea what's going on. About, I don't know, five, ten minutes later, he lets you out of the car, and then just leaves with no explanation to either one of us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let me, I'll give you a little insight of what happened while I was in the squad. Oh, nice. So to paint the picture correctly, the the... The kid, the personality of this individual who was uh, mad at us was a really shitty, shithead kind of a person. Mm. Just kind of a weaselly, uh, I'm going to go ahead and prejudge here, like spoiled white kid, thinks he's street. He's just kind of like bumping the bass in his jimmy and he's just a little <laughs> twerp. He just want to probably wring his neck if you just saw him axe body spray yes anyways he's the guy that that is causing uh, you know getting us all riled up anyway the the cop comes throws me in the car the kid gets away and i'm in the back seat and i'm like listen you got the wrong guy (laughs) the guy the type of guy that you hate is in that car and was yelling at us we're the good guys. And so <laughs> I kind of tried to spin it that way to him and tell him about how shitty this kid was. Mm. And I think he sat there and took it in and probably realized how drunk I was and I wasn't going to shut up. And he just turned and looked at me and said, <laughs> get out of my car. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, just get out of here. Get out of here and just go the fuck home. Don't stop anywhere. Don't go to any other drive throughs Just get out of my car and go home. And he just turned and wouldn't look at me. Wouldn't even make eye contact. So he unlocked the car. I got out. I got out of it. And then, yeah, he tore away. And I'm like, shit, my wallet's in there. So all of a sudden, as I tell Baco this, <laughs> we're standing there we're like, what do we do now? All of a sudden, the reverse lights come on. The cop I thought comes, he whipped around the block. Or maybe he whipped around the block, whatever. He, he pulls back up and then uh, stops. And we just kind of blankly stare and the window rolls down. <laughs> And he, he throw it at us? Yeah, he launched it. it <laughs> just was... chucked it at us and just tore out of there. So He anyways. had a bit of a Costanza wallet, by the way, too. It yeah. Was cool. He was just so sick of dealing with us at that point. It just He just wanted to get it. Couldn't get out there fast enough. Did, didn't you like hear it. on the on the police scanner, too, that something like, like we have a disorderly at Taco Drunken, Bell? <laughs> yes. Yeah. While he was talking to me, uh, I heard the dispatcher kind of fuzzily come through on the thing. He's like... <laughs> Yeah, I used to handle a drunken disorderly at Taco Bell. <laughs> the takeaway for the story is, uh, Bud, though, is that you were so annoying to this, this, yeah, this, I, I, this police I, officer. He's like, I don't even want to go through arresting this. this, this too much paperwork. This, exactly. This, too much paperwork, just that, and then just the, the rejection of the wall at the end, too. <laughs> don't great. go anywhere, just go home. And we actually <laughs> piled into your van and went to fucking White Castle. Yeah, we did. <laughs>
getting kicked out of uh, Taco Bell drive-thrus. Bud and I have a little bit of overlap music-wise. He's uh, probably the biggest Rush fan that I personally know. In high school, I kind of fell into Rush. Uh, I'm primarily focused on 68, whatever their first album, up to when Presto came out, which was, I believe, 89. Mm. So I'm in high school. It's about 91, early 90s. Anyways, it's that body of work that uh, when I kind of discovered them, but since then, I've kind of not really been such a dedicated fan, although my love for them has not gone away, obviously. You've seen them live, I assume? Uh, I've seen them live probably uh, any time in the 90s. I think I saw them live when they, they okay. came through town. So, And LC, I guess you have touched on it a little bit, but I was, for whatever reason, it didn't stick. You don't like Rush. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried so many times. I've, uh, I own... Uh, you know, twenty one twelve. I got that that album. I got the live. Actually, uh, another uh, album that I uh, picked up from that Craigslist guy in the basement <laughs> when I got the forty. Free I got the, um, the the world. What is it? The world is a all I the world's a stage. All the world's a stage. I got that one, and it's just something about it. I won't even go into what it is. We can kind of maybe you tell me what what you like so much about it, and every time. Somebody, somebody like I meet somebody like yourself, Bud, that that brings brings it or listen to a podcast. I'm like, man, I really listen to that because there's so many. You know, the catalog's twenty, or you know, whatever it is, all these this stuff. Like, man, if I just got into this band, right. I would have all this new music for myself. But it just there's just something that just uh, it's almost like math rock to me. Yep. Like I feel like I'm hmm. definitely. I don't know. I, it, it's it's almost it's 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 like it, it reinforces the fact that I like really dumb stuff kind of sometimes you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. like i'm like this is why I, I you know and when i meet kiss fans that are actually rush fans too i'm like how could you separate this part of your brain from right. this yep. to listen to this you know no that's great observation math rock is probably math rock meets wizard rock at least is where their origin started um but i believe rush is a pretty polarizing band uh there's something about them I don't know if it's, you know, from the vocals to there's too much, of it. too much going on to it, it's either not very approachable or it's super approachable to people, I feel. And my wife is one of the people that does not like Rush at all. So I'm very familiar <laughs> well, to this. That's, isn't and, that all and I can't, for the most part? <laughs> I can't stand to hear one, yeah, more, a sausage fest. one more mocked version of Tom Sawyer sung by her because she just... <laughs> anyways... Yeah, I don't know. I'm prepared to kind of stand my ground with them. I, I understand they aren't everything uh, to other people, but to me, uh, they provided a lot of... I'm, an, I'm a visual artist. I do a lot of cartooning, a lot of um, good graphic design stuff and video things. I've never been a musician, but to me, they seem to be the musician that inspired a lot of the stuff that I did creative, uh, creative-wise. So I really got into... Um, I just think their whole approach they they're very structured like you said there's almost a mathematical element i think at this point they were doing four albums then they do a live album then they do four more albums then they do a live album and in their their approach they were uh these four albums would represent a body of work and then they'd kind of move on or progress so they almost were making chapters of their own music uh library as they as they move forward and they always progressed in sound and delivered a new sound intentionally and 
There's a lot of uh, literature that's infused in this stuff as well. And so I think there's so many layers to it that that's what excited me. It wasn't uh, hearing the riff or hearing the jingle or whatever. There was a ton to dig through. And I think um, getting bang for your buck back in a time where you bought a CD, you know what I mean? I love from the, the album art to the content to the music, everything about it just seemed, it seemed like I was getting a lot when I would buy a Rush CD. And that, and that's part of it too. I think what it is that, that, that I don't get why I can't get it. I, I don't get why I can't get it. You know what I'm saying? Cause if you look yeah. at like Neil Peart, obviously an amazing drummer, you know, uh, the musicianship of each one of them. Now, yeah, the vocals are going to be something that's just a personal thing, but that's kind of like a smashing pumpkins thing where I can take or leave a smashing pumpkin mm-hmm. song, but I don't discount the fact that there are some great pumpkin songs I like, but overall there's just some, some kind of disconnect, but but yeah, I don't know. It's just like one of those one of those bands. But that said, too, not that big of an Iron Man fan <gasps> either. There's like, and I think that, that that's at what? Least <laughs> yes, I know. Like, I I own no Iron Maiden, not a one. So no Rush, no Iron Maiden. Well, I, I can't but believe I do. you haven't seen that Rush documentary. You, you it, it, I have it, watched no, it. No, no, uh, Bud. Yeah, well, oh, it's amazing, man. Yeah. Um, when I was I was there's a scene where Alex Lifeson is telling his parents he's quitting high school. And it's pro shot with like a, a film crew there. I'm like, what what the hell goes on in Canada that like I'm gonna quit high school to play music? And they're, this is like when they're they're nothing. They're not signed or anything. You know what I mean? He didn't get a record deal and then tell him this. Uh, this was before Neil Pert. Before the, I don't know they were really doing anything but uh, playing high school. He's going all in apparently. <laughs> yeah, but why do you have a? What's the film crew there for? It's, yeah, yeah, good. It's not, it's not his little sister with a VHS. It's like it's like got a guy holding a boom mic, making sure. He's Maybe like, at that point there was just one film crew in Canada <laughs> that just roamed around. <laughs> I think I think that uh, it was it was uh, on the uh, light, nightly news anytime someone dropped out of high school. Yeah, and uh, Neil Pert there from uh, Saskatoon. He's uh, he's. Uh, Taking his uh, leave at grade ten. <laughs> no, I was talking I think to that, Baco. That you're going with uh, the conspiracy that everybody has an end, though. Right, yeah, Baco? right. Yeah, I mean, is that the the mm. example, the Canadian example of how nobody makes it, everybody has a connection? It was basically all predetermined. I was just talking to Baco uh, before the segment here about you know what is it that does alienate some people or rubs them the wrong way or they don't they just don't like it, and I think one of their I wouldn't call it a problem, but uh, traits of theirs is they their aesthetic isn't consistent and reliable it's more technical and kind of moves forward all the time in a way that almost someone who uh isn't it's like the oh i can listen to i'm in the mood to listen to some rush it's like well what what era of rush or what kind of rush it's just yeah i think it covers too big of a spectrum almost where it almost backfires uh with their own aesthetic consistency as as a brand of who they are as a band i don't know, i can see that but then you can you can go through a lot of bands that have right. that that problem too yeah. like even ac you, know, you go with the trends and yep go ahead acdc yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. No, that's just one thing on top of other elements that other other problems. stuff. I know yeah. what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I mean I was like like every time they do this, um like would there be maybe a way that uh, you could present to to me or somebody like say, listen, I know you say don't like rush, but like 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 what you say with other bands like this, but here if you know that I'm more of a a rock based fan and yes, I know their first album without Neil is more your Zeppelin type zone, something like that. But do you have like a uh, any gateway drugs maybe of 
an album or something like that to say like you know what try this one you probably don't know this you've been pummeled with this these kind of to someone like uh, to someone like you or someone i know like you don't you. know me yet but i'm just saying like in general like more of a rock base like i've heard snake and arrows is a good album for okay. example yeah i know uh i think just starting <laughs> starting on the early end because that's where they fit in that hard rock um you know genre the best i feel and then they progressed into more kind of technical lighter sounding stuff a lot of synth and they went through that whole era and then i think they returned to it probably in that snakes and arrows uh that came out and kind of got back into uh their rawness and uh rockiness again so i don't know it's it's kind of a hard question it's like if you're trying to get in with a fan that is a hard rock fan then you'd start you know with with either snakes and arrows their later stuff or the very early stuff i'd say Nick's the in between. <laughs> uh, di- disc one of Chronicles. There you go. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. What about? Did what? you guys see the movie I Love You, Man? Of course. Sid and I have gotten pretty good at a couple of Rush songs. What do you mean, like fast-paced rock? No, like Rush, like the band Rush. I don't know them. The Holy Triumvirate. The... Wait, you don't know Rush? No. You tell you don't know Rush the no. band? No. Exit the Warrior. Today's Tom Sawyer. No. Well, prepare to be Russified! <laughs> Sounds better on big speakers. I could see that. I love that, the whole Rush spot? connection with that. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh. It's, 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 Who it's, is this guy? How could you <laughs> say? The non-Rush fans. Yeah, like, these two guys, basically, they, they're kind of forced into becoming friends and then they, they turns out they're both just they're, they're still getting to know each other and then they they find out that they both love rush and then things just kind of connect and blow up from that point who's in this movie uh jason seagal uh paul rudd okay and quincy jones's daughter what's her name rashida jones oh, i know yeah. of the movie have the, haven't seen it but i will Lou check it out. Oh. <laughs> that's right he uh, a, a couple of people from like Reno Nine One One, the cop yeah, guy, and right. stuff like that. <laughs> Terry, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, th- there's look, look, that's my point. Is they uh, they have a sense of humor about themselves. They don't take themselves too seriously when it comes to this that kind of stuff. Like they have all these elements that I they they do respect. And I was told that if I watched the Rush documentary, that it would make me a Rush fan. And I watched it, and like these guys are great. Yeah. Nope. Still not right. doing it. <laughs> no. At some point, you just don't like their music. And that, yeah. That's okay. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. That's okay totally. too. I'm that way with Cheap Trick, as you know, Luz. I, I keep thinking like this band checks off so many fucking boxes, but when right. I sit down and listen to it, I just there's songs I do like, but I do not. When I hear people talk about them the way they do, I'm like. What the fuck? I'm are, I'm not hearing that, man. But uh, no, I, for me, Rush. Like I, I literally had Chronicles, and that was it. That was enough. Oh, I had Twenty One Twelve as well, of course. But yeah, now that CDs are basically like vinyl in um, uh, the early '90s, where they're just everywhere and cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, Rush is one of a handful of bands that I'm like, well, fuck it. If I see uh, a copy of one of their records I don't own, I'm just going to buy it. Uh, so I, I've slowly put together. I got about four or five more records in the last I don't know six months. Now that we've wrapped that up, uh, you're going to check some Rush out today, Luce? 
<laughs> oh, no, pro- probably not. No. I don't expect you to ever like them. That's fine. I think that's what it is. I think yeah. it's, with any band, it's it's there's something that's yep. that's off putting. You can't get past it. I, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just like anything. But there has been that's that's my whole whole thing. There has been bands. I can't think of any off the top of my head. That I'm like, ah, eh, no. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I've been missing this my whole time. To- the right. whole time, you know. Yeah, well, so I will add one more thing that makes them uh, harder to like is that you do need to invest some time with it because i barely like anything they they come out with at the first pass and then i i spend time with it and i like it more and more and i know uh even with like movies or tv shows there's some that just Mm. you need to invest more time to to pull out all the enjoyable qualities of it and so i do think they fall in that category which is unfortunate because i think they're they're not a quick like um oh yeah i like that that's a that's a great song right out of the gate well, the, how about this that how about this then leave me with this give me three albums it doesn't matter if it's like a predictable one or something like that yep. that if i went in and said like okay i'm gonna start listening to this on my commute i'm gonna put on the work yep. i'm gonna put on the work the investment and things like that because i I will do this for bands a lot of times, yep. especially even bands that you like and you get their album, they're like, their album sucks. And I'm like, oh, wait, right. I missed it at first. Yep. Give me it. Okay. Give me, I'll give, I'll give your, you three. Give this covers a good spectrum too. 2112, which you have. So uh, yep. per- Permanent Waves, that's kind of their early 80s work. And then uh, I'd say Presto, 89, kind of the end of the 80s. So there's, there's three albums that kind of represent three totally different eras and sounds of them that uh, perhaps maybe he'll get something out of <laughs> to latch on to okay. one of those or maybe all three. It's right. it going to be more like uh, Bud giving you reasons that you won't like, Rush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah. I do think it's okay for things to be niche. I, I think uh, certain times we try, like, well, he's wearing an NHL shirt. I think, I think well, I have a steadfast rule. Hockey should not be played uh, in cities where ice doesn't naturally form, to me, it does belong in northern colder cities. It, it just it sucks that it's in fucking Tampa. And no, no, I I, I agree. They, they have the, the Panthers down in Florida. I was like, why? Yeah, and you know there's some, I mean? it just seems so odd. There's something to that because I've thought of that too often. And it's I don't want to be like an elitist, like oh, it's our game. But there's something about uh, the culture and region of you grow up and and this ice is all around you and you just you just yeah. do it without. Um, doesn't cost you a ton of money. It doesn't whatever. You can just grab your skates, and go to the park, play with play with pick up hockey mm-hmm. with whoever's there, and so it it adds to a little bit of it. Almost comes across as a little, little bit of inauthentic to see it, it show up and emerge in, in places that that don't have that. But over time, I've kind of have tried to move on a little bit and just say, you know what? At least they're embracing the game and um to see it expand in a way uh where people are truly enjoying it i think the most depressing thing is when it reaches a place where no one's there like phoenix or something yeah. where it's like now you just force something that people don't want and it's failing and you know shame on you so and that's rush <laughs> yeah kind of that's, that's my rush analogy right there set the ice hockey yeah right on <laughs> I got a 
Why don't we get into this week in Spotify pissing Baka off uh, news? Uh, um, oh, there it is. Yeah, get off my lawn, you streaming kids, damn millennials. Uh, yeah, so Spotify just came out, and they have this great new thing where uh, shows like us can play all the music we want. Um, all we have to do is use their podcast host uh, and be exclusive to Spotify, which is kind of odd because if you remember about a year ago, they invited shows like us to come on and then ceremoniously kicked us all off six months later. Uh, and for this exact reason, you know, you can't have music on Spotify, uh, which, you know, we, we, we covered it in the past, but basically my attitude was like, I don't see how it's different than somebody making a playlist. But that was their call. They kicked us off after inviting us on. Now, they got the carrot on the stick, baby. Come on. You want to play music? You want music on your show? We'll let you do it. Oh, yeah, come, to, come back to Spotify. All you have to do is fucking give us your goddamn content. We now own you, which is, I don't know that that was actually specifically said, but there is, I mean, think of it this way. It's a show like us. Why would they even, even like not just say, well, we do own your ass now. David Letterman, when he left from NBC to CBS, there were certain things he couldn't take from the show that there were his fucking bits. Because top, I think that they had to fight for the top ten. Yeah, that was the one like thing that. he was able to get. But uh, yeah, it's just so if they're going to make someone like that who's made them that much money and be that big of dicks about it, a company like Spotify is not going to think two seconds of basically saying we now own your content as well. By the way, um, right. so uh, I mean they they even they even took like you know will it float away from David Letterman? <laughs> That's a terrible thing. <laughs> Well, you, what about stupid stupid pet tricks? Yeah, could you not take those? I, th- I, I think no, they took they, those from them. They kept that. Um, they even, my God, they even kept that 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 super branded name, Late Night with David Letterman. Oh yeah, because that Late Night is ours. Late Night with that belongs to us. I think Larry Bud had to be called something else. I don't think it was actually. I think it was called just another weird old man or something. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, well, That's, I can't, I'm thinking about this right now. This, but you know. You're a Spotify apologist. Uh, You're a fucking shill for them. What do you you got for me? (laughs) Well, I'm looking at this, and I'm reading this press release. First off, you're you're not going into as much detail as I think you need to. So it's it's (laughs) Anchor. The service is called Anchor, which may or may not have been always a Spotify company, but it's a Spotify company now. It's this app that makes makes your, your setup super easy, and I guess you could do podcasts on the go and dump them in on your iPhone and rearrange them and edit them and things that that honestly doesn't sound like it's a very good way to make a podcast because you're not you're not mixing it or anything like that. But but here's the deal. Listen what Spotify is going to do for us, Baco. Okay. Okay. First off, we pay, you know, a few hundred dollars a year for hosting mm-hmm. through SoundCloud. Anchor is free. There is no hosting fees and no limits, so it doesn't matter. Wow, if you have six, six, six. Okay, no catch. No I hosting. No, no. <laughs> and um, and you and it, it, what, it, what it does is it allows us. We can play full songs from any artist in the world and be completely protected. Too, we can we can have we can have their music on it. Full songs. You got that? What if they're not on Spotify? Can we still use them? There. It would just be thirty-second versions of those mm. off, off, off their service. Mm. So it's still, you know, kind of like we do v- versions. So, so basically, 
the stream, all we have to do, as I understand it, is we, we sign something where we, we move our stream from SoundCloud and we give it all to them. And uh, yeah, we're going to have all those extra benefits of being part of Spotify and part of the network, the biggest streaming platform out there. And it's free. So I don't see the problem with it. Think about it this way, Luz. I'm still waiting for the, the big payday on this. Okay. That's now gone. That, you know, <laughs> but seriously, though, there are shows that actually become to the point where they're money makers. Look at a show like Last House on the Left, who recently signed an exclusive deal with Spotify. But they they bargained on their own behalf to get that deal. Spotify is like just like I said, it's the carrot on the stick. Oh, we want to play music. There it is. You know, they, they, they put that out there in front of guys like us, and they, we, they, they just want us to jump in. And then basically, it, it's all about control. It's all about proprietary content. It's all about, you know. I don't think so. Yeah. I think they're just trying to help us. <laughs> just for the good of, good of man, I swear to God. You are like a woman who would vote for Trump when it comes to Spotify. <laughs> you are one of the most liberal and rational minds I know. With the exception of this one little gray block in front of your life, it's Spotify. Look, I, I don't blame Spotify for, for the whole, the artist not getting money. That's pretty much any streaming service. Uh, so that's not an exclusive Spotify issue. But this is shady as fuck. They knew what they were doing when they asked everybody like us and like Podcast Rock City, Decibel Geek. Uh, they invited all of us on to, to Spotify. And then six months later, I, in, in, in like what's like a, a, a massive house cleaning moment in, in world, like uh, the day after like, uh, like the Nixon tapes were released like that, all of a sudden just in one fell swoop. Boom, we're all kicked off. We all got an email basically saying, oh, you're not allowed to do what we've fucking invited you to do. You know? and, and guess what? A year later, hey, good news. As long as you do exactly what we want, if you, if you bow to your master, you will be allowed to play music. You'll get nothing in return. You, you have no control. And we, you, you, your listeners now, uh, conveniently, all these shows listeners, if they want to continue to listen, have to go to Spotify. What a fucking shit job. Fuck you. You've made a lot of very uh, valid points, which I'm going to ignore. <laughs> Trump 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what about, but, but Baco, but what about? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, what about no, Amazon? It, it is, yeah, man. It was just completely changed the subject. <laughs> what no, about Pandora? They don't even let you yeah. fucking listen to the same artist twice in a row. No, and, uh, and, and I can I can uh, uh, I can pretend to be the foil here or whatever the role is for me. But the the truth of the matter is, all this does is reinforce our our little show that we did close to a year ago or whenever that was when we got kicked off of Spotify. Mm -hmm. That confirms my whole theory of what they did is they they lured us in here, you know, like a like a a hot woman and everything like that. Gave us a little and then kicked us to the curb and then and then asked to come back with, with new rules. With no you know happy I mean? ending like, even. Like, yeah, no, no, nothing like that. You had, you, had a, you had a little bit of a taste of it in the beginning. Mm, and the whole the thing about Spotify... Dealer. Yeah. The whole the whole thing about it is from, from day one that, that we said was that Spotify has had one of their biggest years because people are listing more hours to more time they're spending because of podcasts and they know this and they can spend and they can put more ads on there and things like that. The so number the, the like, numbers are out there. There's there's subscriber group uh, uh people who time paid, spent paid subscribers 
uh, went up during that time, and, and they probably stayed on because now they're kind of hooked. They, right? You know, they're they're stuck with Spotify uh, fever. What we got to come up with a term for like some kind of like delusional like Stockholm syndrome, Spotify syndrome, like that. Yeah, you can incorporate me in there somewhere. Mm. Um, but the but that LC is, is syndrome. Yes, yeah, like that. It's but, all about but, him. But, but yeah, it's all about. But but so but, but yeah, I mean, you have. Spending more time listening, listening on the show, they want you, but they want you back. See, that's what I'm saying. They're saying, okay, that we had some good stuff. We kicked them off. Let's have them come back because the benefits to us are are there, and we'll give them free hosting. I mean, really, the, the reality is is that the only benefit you would have is somebody has a show that they just want to save a couple hundred bucks a year. I mean, that's really the only the only benefit. Pretty much. You know what I mean, like long term. But yeah, if you ever want the the your show to go anywhere. Pretty sure there's something in, in page 65 of when you of the ter- terms the user of service. agreement you're scrolling you, through. It's they, just like yeah. yeah, that says you can't sell this for whatever, and I guarantee you can't sell advertising on it anymore. Yeah, because if it's on there, if it's on their service, they're putting the advertising during your show. And you've heard our show. We just need the right guy to hear us, and we're fucking cashing in, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to be buying Gene Simmons' house. You, me, our wives, we're all going to live there. I mean, we just, on this show alone, we've already solved everybody's uh, Rush guilt for not liking Rush. Yeah, this we, had is a, probably, we had a Rush fan saying, This is the episode. You shouldn't like Rush. It's okay. And I feel better for it. Think of all that that, that, that help we've already provided. Yeah, think of, yeah this show alone. How come nobody does that with Cheap Trick? You know what, Baco? It's okay. Cheap Trick's not for everybody. It's like, exactly. it's always the opposite. It's like anger. Uh, Rush fans are cordial. It's very cordial. It's okay if you don't like it. It's totally fine. Have a hot it's, dish and a donut. That's right. <laughs> but no, it, it's a terrible thing. So if you're a podcaster out there, don't move over to Anchor. You will sell your soul. You will save a couple hundred bucks a year and own uh, nothing and, and be uh, have less audience except for the Spotify audience. Right. You're not going to be able to share your stream on different uh, platforms. So Well, there, there's a our, lot of our... them out there, and I really don't think it would be that big a loss if they made the move. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. How many sides are on that coin? I don't have a brand. That's true. They should definitely go over to that deal. <laughs> they fuck over Mark Chikini even more. They do have a rule that your podcast can't be four hours long and take an hour and a half to get to the point. <laughs> that's on page that's two. That's right. That's, that's correct. Early that's in the right contract. at the beginning. It's like, Just to let you know. Let's yeah. get this out of the way first. Uh, it's called the Brandvold Clause. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I have no I friends. I don't have a friend. Oh, man. Well, this has been fun. But uh, any uh, promote your show a little bit here. Let us uh, remind everybody uh, that why they should check it out and how they can check it out. Yeah, check out SIP TV, S-I-P Star TV on YouTube or Facebook. Got a new episode coming out this Tuesday, 7.45 p.m. Every, every Tuesday is a new episode. Yeah, the playout song today that I've heard and love the cover. Tell, us, tell the audience what they're about to hear, Baco. Well, uh, Jesus Chrysler is back, sort of. Uh, yeah, we, we did a cover of Rockin' in the Free World, the Neil Young song. You know, as I love covers, um, uh, I felt <laughs> I it was only apropos that we do one. Uh, we've never recorded a cover that we, we released officially. We've recorded a bunch, but a while back, or like midsummer, probably part of this whole kind of lockdown boredom, but, you know, wanted to do something with those guys, uh, Shores and, and Trouble, because we hadn't, it'd been like four or five years. And, you know, with Duffy passing earlier this year, it just kind of felt like maybe we should try to at least do something creatively. And I was originally originally working on a, on a new song that uh, I think I'll eventually put out some way, but uh, 
it just I don't know if I, I heard this somewhere, but I thought that would be a great time. It kind of fits with the time without being too political. Um, you know, it kind of de- it describes the world in in a broad base without like finger pointing. Um, but at sure. the same time, it acknowledges it, it's kind of sad that thirty years later, it's some of the same issues are, are facing the country. But it also fucking is one of the most rocking. It's probably the most rocking Neil Young tune. I, I can't really. Oh think yeah. It. So I, I I mentioned it to the guys, and within a minute, probably each, it was like kind of like a hell yeah kind of answer. So um, yeah, it just it was a matter of scheduling the time. Uh, we got together over four sessions, and after that, it was just putting together the video and finishing the mix. And it's available to stream for free at cobrasandfire.com. Stream, download the videos on YouTube. I think it's killer, and I'm not just saying that. Like, if they, it, we had the whole thing gamer lame on the. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> that might be setting myself up for this. Uh. <laughs> I, I, uh, I wasn't going to say lame because I got kicked out of the group, but the point is, is that it actually is. It actually is a. Uh, let's let's just play it. Uh, but, but before we do get out of here, uh, Bud, is there any chance Guy Lowenbrow is available? Uh, I just thought he could introduce himself a little bit. Uh. Yeah, you know, he just showed up. He just wants to say hi real quick. Okay. Good day. What's going on? Hey, Guy, what's up? Hey, welcome, I... welcome to Cobras and Fire. Hey, thanks. Thought I'd swing by. Uh, just check in with the fans here, uh, you guys, and uh, see what's going on. Right on. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Sorry, we don't have much any more time for you, Guy. Uh, <laughs> that's all the time we got. That's all right. I'm around. Uh, check out Sip TV. All right. Hey, Luz, uh, you want to get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. Rock's not dead. It's changing the tire with a Pringles can.
take a jab at this. It's not like you stole my favorite team, the Quebec Nordiques. Oh. Which wound up in Colorado. He has no idea. <laughs> no. Sorry. That was oh, a Colorado. This is, this is like... Yeah. He's this not, is like when he was... Go ahead. Oh, yours not a big sports guy to begin with, and that's pretty deep. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the Quebec <laughs> yeah. Nordiques was my favorite Canadian team, too, man. Mm-hmm. Now it's Ottawa. What a name. Mm. Yeah, now they're called Nordique. the fucking Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> They move them there, and then they win a cup. But hey, yeah, is that way. actually true? Mm-hmm. Same thing that happened. I didn't even didn't Stars, even know it was the yeah. exact. I didn't know it was the franchise. Didn't know it was actually. You know that the Dallas one. Stars have been. in This Dallas. probably isn't for the show at this point, but uh, you know, no. the Dallas Stars have been in Dallas longer than the North Stars were in. Minnesota. Oh man, don't tell me that. Yeah, That's there you fucking go. depressing. That's <laughs> What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. 
from assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.